0: This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zinn's Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, and it is a great Friday morning as we head into the weekend. I hope you all are doing well. Hope you had a great week in the Dolphin Nation celebrating today after Zach Thomas finally got the call yesterday. That is uh, very, very cool with Zach getting the long, long long-awaited call from the NFL. It was cool that Jimmy Johnson gave it to him, the guy that drafted him, the guy that believed in him, believed in him so much from the get-go that he cut Jack Del Rio right on the spot. In the first week of training camp, he's he turned to Jack, who he brought over from the Cowboys and said, hey, Jack, I'm sorry, but I I can't in my right mind put this kid on the bench. I think we found our middle linebacker and Zach was in there right from the first week making calls, you know, putting everybody in position and, you know, doing doing the things that Zach Thomas, the Hall of Famer. Has done his entire career, his life, and all that, because he's kind of um, he he's he's kind of an underrated um, linebacker in the sense that I don't think people understood the the corporateness that he brought to the whole game that everything was organized. You know, and, and he knew exactly what was going on. And this is why Peyton Manning would say, that's the smartest player I've ever faced. You know, that kind of stuff. I, I, In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton Manning is there that weekend for the induction into the Hall of Fame because he was one of those guys. It was like a Bruce Smith, Dan Marino thing. I, again, those of you that are a little younger, you were going to lose you in a lot of these conversations because you don't know the history of the Dolphins and – and things that have gone on in the past but bruce smith was one of the most wicked and one of the greatest defensive ends in the world and what i mean by wicked by the way i don't mean anything bad i mean by wicked like you feared him okay like you know it's that there was some coming to town and you had to prepare for it and his name was bruce smith but yet bruce smith um had so much respect for Dan Marino that he wasn't going to necessarily even take the same shots he would take at other quarterbacks, and he was going to help Dan Marino up after he sacked him. You know, that kind of stuff. And Peyton Manning had that kind of respect for for Zach Thomas that when he faced him and he's calling an offense and then Zach's calling to counter the defense— Zach kind of knew exactly what was coming up every single time, and that was, you know, the challenge to Peyton. And then that, that's where the respect comes, whether it's Bruce Smith respecting the hell out of Marino and what he brought to the table all the time, or whether it's Zach Thomas and here's Peyton Manning respecting what he brought, you know, to the table all the time. And just a, a really cool moment. Um, we're, we're happy as hell. Those of us that have lived, you know, I personally was a beat guy, In those days and i covered every moment of zach's career and so to me it's this i i I saw this up front i i i went to most of the games i you know i was in the locker room for a lot of the moments and uh for me i was i was really happy i i i I, i'm not gonna lie to you i wasn't watching this nfl honors show all all the time or anything I, i you know i i glanced at it and then left and went back to the hockey game and even though it's a shitty hockey game because they were going up against the... Sh- you know, it's like, the, oh, they survived without Barkov. I'm like, you're, you're playing the Sharks, dude. Give me a break. They suck. Anyways, uh, so I'm watching that because, you know, I got to watch my local team and all that stuff. And I was watching some of the... But I'm not that big on award shows. I don't care if it's sports or movies or whatever. Well, actually, the, I do kind of like the Grammys. I do watch music. I'm the music. I, I'm, you know, music is probably my other... Deep, deep passion. So I, I should not say that. But the other award shows, sports or movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff, that's usually not my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not big on those. I'll occasionally pop in and pop out, and that's kind of what I did last night. And so uh, I was just happy that Zach was able to get the call. Uh, you saw the reaction, obviously, from Zach. And uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, making the announcement for him with his family there and all of that. Uh, it, it's just really perfect. Perfect. Well-deserved. And I was just telling Sean this. And I was telling a, a couple of uh, my friends last night that we reaching out and we're going back and forth. And it's interesting because he's going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. We'll have a Hall of Fame week, Right. And the last time I was there was for Marino's induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And if you look at, you know, when I'm in my studio, you look to the left, I've shown you that Marino slide that I take out and that I bought that that day over there during that week uh, because they'll have those for each of the inductees. And I'll buy one for Zach because I just told Sean this morning, I'm. We're going to put together a sales package, and I'm sure we'll get sponsors to help us out. And we're going to go cover that. We're going to be there for sure. Uh, There's no doubt about it. So we'll be there to uh, cover this event, uh, getting Zach into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame like I was there for the Marino one. And so it's funny because when I was there for the Marino induction, it was the Miami Dolphins versus the Chicago Bears in the Hall of Fame game. Which nowadays would be your fourth game, not your fifth game. In those game, in those days, that was your fifth game, and Wanstead was the coach. And I remember interviewing Zach Thomas in the locker room for the Pro Football Hall of Fame game, and uh, some guy came and and uh, to ask uh, you know Zach a question, and he wasn't from Miami. You can tell he was probably local. He wasn't even a Bears guy. Probably a, a Canton radio station or TV station or something. There was no podcast or none of that kind of stuff in those days. And a guy walks in and he asks Zach Thomas, he says, who's your favorite in? Because at that time, there were a bunch of guys that were getting arrested. If you go back to that date and you go look around the history of the NFL at that time, there were a bunch of guys getting arrested. So he asked Zach, who's your favorite in? And we're like, we're all like looking kind of weird. We're looking at Zach weird because like that that question came out of nowhere. I still have the audio. I I I should have brought it uh, for you. I don't even know. I might have it stashed uh, somewhere. Let me let me see if I can let me check if I have it stashed somewhere. Let me see. You never know. I might have it. Uh, uh, now this thing's not uh getting stuck on me here but anyway i'll see if i if i do have it i can i can play it for you but uh it was funny it was funny and it was a great week uh steve young was there he was also inducted i remember and obviously i was there in the stands uh i was sitting like man i swear i must have been sitting like five six rows behind I think it was Clayton that stood up in the middle of the hall, in the middle of the the aisle, and Marino threw him a football. And um, it was cool. It was a really, really good event. A lot of uh, Dan's, you know, teammates were there. uh, And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of teammates for Zach uh, that are going to go. Will Jason Taylor go? Will that rift affect that is the question. Uh, but, yeah, well-deserved honor, man. Well-deserved honor. I'm uh, really, really happy for for Zach Thomas. He deserves this. The Dolphin Nation deserves it. Um, they have loved this guy forever. We we all you – know, Zach Thomas is probably some of you out there. That's probably your favorite Dolphin of all time. I'm sure there are some Dolphin fans that that's probably their favorite player of all time, maybe even over Marino and – Greasy and zonka and you know some of the typical guys that are picked as favorite dolphin players of all time Uh, i wouldn't be surprised if we have some of those because that's the kind of impact that zach made that's the kind of impact that zach and tim bowens and jason taylor and sam madison and pat sertan made on us because we knew that they were special it wasn't their fault they did the best they could all the time it's just you know, you, you just can't carry an entire team like that. The, the offense is going to have to do some things, you know, and it wasn't very good at almost anything overall. It was, it was a really, really tough time, man. It just – it was painful. It was painful because that, that was a defense that probably should have, you know, celebrated a Super Bowl if it would have been complemented at least by a decent offense. And it was never a decent offense. It was always a poor offense. You know, that's uh, that's what I've always felt bad for the days of Marino, that uh, you always had no, no, uh, no running game and no defense. And then in those Zach Thomas years, you just didn't have the offense to go with it. And it was just terrible that you didn't have somebody that could compliment them. And by the end of the season, those guys were so worn out. It was just a really, really tough one. But. What a great honor for, for Zach. It's about time. Really, really happy for him. And as a guy that covered his entire career and saw him handle the good and the bad with uh, an incredible amount of class and true professionalism, I, I am really, really proud uh, to see Zach Thomas in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, well, well deserved, man. All right, what else do we have here on the program? By the way, we've got Ira Winderman. Uh, He'll be on at 10.20, so in a couple of minutes, he'll be joining us. Manny Navarro will stop by at 11. Scott Pianowski makes his return today at noon. Hopefully, Andy Barons will be back on the show on Monday. There were personal issues for them, and they had to miss some time, uh, both at the same time, which is uh, just, you know, not not, – Not uh, perfect, but uh, the good thing is for them. um, Hopefully, hopefully Andy's in a better place, and we can get him next week. And you know Scott's also uh, family-wise going through some tough times, and so he's in in a slightly better place now, and and so he'll be joining us uh, today at noon. So uh, happy to have uh, Pianowski back at noon, joining us here on the show. And then uh, Cam Wolf, we will we will unleash the Wolf Pack. At 12 30, and we'll talk to Cam. See what we got here on the chat board. Brian Walters was first. He says, Big O and Sean. I see Zach Thomas made the Hall of Fame. Great, unless I read it wrong. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, no, they came back this morning and said to Zach, Psych, Psych, Zeke." Yeah, they, they did it with a Z. Zeke. They didn't want to do it with a psych. They want to do it with a psych Uh anyway, uh Steve Chapman in. He Finns, Robert Thomason, uh, what else here? Two a time, uh, Big I disagree with your Dr. Dre comments. Well, I admit he's a greater producer than rapper. He would have had to rank over Nicki Minaj. The Chronic album only was, yeah, it's not top 20, bro. That was a conversation. We're not talking about Nicki Minaj. We're not talking about, there's, so many of you have this incredible problem with staying on the goddamn subject. You know that? It's like, it's really impossible for some of you to actually stay on the subject. It's the weirdest thing. I was, uh, we were going back and forth on Twitter the other day and I was talking about how how California has a real problem that businesses are leaving because of crime. And then some butthurt California guy says, well, Florida's know this. I go, bro, the subject is Businesses leaving California because of crime. CVS or Walgreens or Starbucks or whatever. That's not happening in Florida. It's not happening in Texas, okay? Not happening in Georgia, not happening in South Carolina, not happening in Michigan, not happening in Wisconsin, not happening in in a bunch of states. But in California, they have a major problem with it. And then, you know, I get all these people and they start saying, well, Florida has this, and, and Texas has this, and, and this. And dude, we're talking about strictly crime forcing businesses to close. That they're coming out, the CEOs and the companies are saying, we gotta close because of the crime. Okay, period, that's it, nothing else. Nothing else. And then I get all these butthurt people all over Twitter coming all over from different places going completely off the subject the subject to a time was top 20 rappers of all time or top 10 or top five. And somebody had him, I guess, in the top 10 or top five and there's no way Dr. Dre belongs there at all. His accomplishments as a rapper just for the one album is not enough to put him in front of a ton of people, okay? You wanna put him in the top 50 somewhere? Fine, if you want. But when we start talking about the elite of the elite, he cannot be there because he did not accomplish enough just as a rapper. So that's all it is. That's all I was saying, that was the thing. And then you bring in Nicki Minaj, which we didn't even put her in there. We weren't even talking about Nicki Minaj. And she's phenomenal, don't get me wrong. But again, stay on the subject. Some of you learn to listen to what the subject is, okay? That's it. It's, it's pretty simple. Jamie Zorria in the house. Richard Leonard in the house. Mr. X in the house. Giovanni. Uh, let's see what else. George Cuello. Nico Jones. I couldn't be happier for Zach. He's very deserving. Great player, even better person. Another Finns player in the Hall of Fame. Big O, did you shed a tear? Uh No. But maybe I will uh, in August. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll, I'll have the oaks on because it'll be during the day and there'll be some sunshine. And then I can have the oaks on and I can shed a tear or two and nobody will know. So, yeah. Uh, but no, no tears yet. Can't tell you that, you know, as I've gotten older, bro. God, it's terrible. You get, like, emotional, man. So, uh, by the way, here's the next question. OK, here's the next question that we have. Do, do the Dolphins play in that Hall of Fame game? Because when Marino got in, Shula has the Cleveland Ties, right? Born in Sandusky, I think it was, right? Or, or I forgot. Maybe it's not Sandusky, but um, well, then he go like Carroll University or something like that. Just look up Don Shula there for me. Uh, But I I think he went to, like, a university also in Ohio or something. So he's got all these Ohio ties. And then the Dolphins, obviously, a classic team, maybe. Jets made have two guys in in in, uh, Cleco and Revis. They could be there. The Cowboys are a draw. Joe Thomas made it. So the Browns, you know, Hall of Fame game. Get all the brownie fans there, so I don't. There, there are several combinations that you can put in the Hall of Fame game, and and the Cowboys are a draw no matter what because they're always the overhyped team. What do you got for me? Grand River, Ohio. Grand River, Ohio. There you go. You went to John, Carroll. John Carroll is in Ohio, right? I want to say John Carroll is in Ohio. Okay. It's in Cleveland?
1: Case Western
0: is in Cleveland. Case Western is in Cleveland? And John Carroll? University Heights, Ohio. also. So that's what I'm saying. So he's got all those ties. but So that's the next question now is you're going to find out wh- what will be the Hall of Fame game, and will that be the fourth game for the Miami Dolphins? But, again, you could easily uh, put Cleveland versus Dallas in the Hall of Fame game, and their ratings because of Dallas and all the overhyped crap that always comes with the choking Dallas Cowboys, that's good for them. But the Jets got two players in there. It's a New York market, so you could put New York and Dallas in the Hall of Fame game. Cleveland because of Joe Thomas, hometown guy there, all that stuff. You'll get the Brownies fans. They're fanatical, one of the best fan bases in all of pro sports. And then the Dolphins you could get. There's all kinds of different. The ones I don't think you're going to get is I don't think they're going to bring the bucks for Rondé Barber, uh, or you know, or or uh, or even Eric Coriel, you know, that kind of stuff. So I don't think that that's going to be uh, the deal. But the other combinations I can see. So that's the other thing, and I say that because of obviously with the uh, with the Dolphins and Marino the last time around. All right, let's get let's switch gears. The Miami Heat, as expected, did nothing because they have nothing for sale. Let's talk to Ira Winderman, who's got to cover that uh, dysfunction, because that's what I think it is. The Miami Heat are in dysfunction. Let's get to that next.
2: Keep fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman.
0: All righty, there he is. Ah, uh, yes. Sad, sad, sad state where they're at right now, my friend. I mean, when you watch Jay Crowder go for five second rounders, you know you got no chips to play poker
2: okay um i think they had chips that might not have been sexy enough at the moment but other things they can put into play next season i i I think the one thing big o we can sit here and discuss is this where did you want their desperation to be they could have been the owner
0: in the owner in the owner from the get-go i want an owner that is maniacal about winning every year if you're a billionaire, uh, then show me that you're a billionaire. I don't want a cheap owner that says, cheap. "Well, yeah, cheap." cheap.
2: He spent. He has spent as much as anyone in the top half of the league into the luxury tax over the last ten years. No, that now 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 we're going
0: back to the big three again.
2: Okay, he has spent. He has spent over the salary cap every single year. He has gone above where other teams don't. He has gone into the tax where some teams like the Bulls and the Pacers. So why didn't he go throw. into the tax A this really year? Big market how, how how
0: do you how do you how do you tell your coach, yeah, you gotta play with you know 12 guys? Because three of your spots are two of them we can't fill, and the other one's Udonis Haslam.
2: Well, first of all, you tell your front office Udonis Haslam. That's not your coach. That's Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg agreeing consistently to give Udonis that roster spot. That's not a matter of what the coach is saying. That's the front office doing that. Well, That's number maybe one.
0: Maybe the that. but if the owner doesn't want to commit to the 15th spot, he's not certainly going to push and say, you know, I want to win a championship. Uh, we love UD, but let's put him in the coaching uh, department. I'll pay him there, and uh, that doesn't go against the cap. Let's go get somebody in there. If he's not in a hurry to fill the 15th spot because he's worried about the luxury tax, I don't want to hear this cheapness, dude. I'm tired of hearing about the cheapness. All of your articles, yours and 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 uh, what's it called, Chang? In the you know, there's always this. thing, Well, they've, they they want to stay under the cap, and oh, we traded yeah, for deadman to get they're under o- the cap. Under the
2: cap, under the tax.
0: Right. Well, under the ta- whatever, under the tax. That's what I mean. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. I want a maniacal owner that wants to win badly every year, and it really wants to do whatever it takes. And I don't believe that Mickey Harrison does that. I believe they do it when it's so obvious. Oh, we can get Shaq. Okay, let's do it. Oh, we can get LeBron. Okay, yeah, let's go do that. But if we're not doing that, we're not taking any kind of chances. And then you're limiting your front office. So they have to kind of stay in certain parameters where they're trying to unearth nuggets that they're trying to find all over the world. They're like miners. You know, and they're trying to find the the, the the perfect cryptocurrency to put together. And then there's this chef that makes everything so much better and spoils the shit out of you in Eric Spolstra and never complains and says he has enough and all this crap. And and I think we take this guy for granted more than anything else. I, I think the owner's not making enough of a commitment. I think the front office has made a shit ton of bad decisions, and I think it puts the burden on on Eric Spolstra, who has been absolutely freaking phenomenal, man. I just think there's a a disconnect here that it, there is no there there's there there is not this one thing that goes through them that it's like the moss brothers that they'll build the stadium for fun while they wait for the other stadium and they're chasing messy and they'll buy eight dps and break all kinds of rules and they don't care and they'll keep trying to buy and they'll do it and there's steven ross you know improving the stadium and and the and the practice facility and you want tyreek let's do it and get as many free agents you want i'll put all that money in escrow things that other owners won't do I look sifu and 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 uh, and, and uh, what's it called uh, Viola they haven't gotten the results but God man, it's not from but a lack that, of spending it. Thank
2: you Orlando Alzigherari just answered his own question yeah yeah, but, they don't, about but that's Miami, Pat Riley about what Inter Miami did why did Inter Miami's results been nothing yeah but they just Smarties. started they just started the Panthers have done they just They've started one playoff series in 20 years. sometimes smart business means having patience. Because you strike at the right time, Orlando Alzagary, the Miami Heat could have made a major splash yesterday by putting first-round picks into play, but for what? For who? For what is? For who? To decide. For who? If the Miami Heat put first-round picks into play, they would have been in it in for any of the players who you saw yesterday. Who? It just. I mean, they, whether it was the Kevin Durant deal, I think they could. Have they come had up no with a shot at there.
0: Durant. That package that they gave up, Miami has nothing to give up like that. Come on.
2: You know what? You know what? If you wait again, the deal happened now. If you'd waited to the offseason, there were other chips to put into play. And the whole 15th roster spot, I understand it's a nice story. But what 15th player was going to dramatically or even enter your rotation at this point? Now, injuries and poor play obviously affect things. You are you're, you're,
0: you're, you're, <laughs> my, my man, you're looking at it completely the wrong way. It's actually getting a really good player and pushing everybody back where your 14th guy becomes your 15th guy. I'm not thinking about getting a 15th guy that's a 15th guy. I'm talking about buying something that's a lot better where you are paying the damn tax. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking chances. And I'm going to talk about Russell Westbrook. The and by he's... the way, how long has he been chasing Durant? Please, enough already. The element
2: to add a 15th player would have been one of two exceptions worth $4 million. So again, you're talking about a $4 million player. That's the means they had under the cap to go over the tax, to use their biannual exception, to use the remainder of their full mid-level exception, having given Caleb Martin a part of that. Now, we could argue mistakes were made. Oh, God. Did they think that Dwayne Dedman Fine. would fall off the face of the earth? No. They thought he would be a tangible trade asset. That happened. Did they think that Kyle Lowry would regress to this point? Of course not. Or else they probably never would have made the Etrua Draghi. Well, maybe,
0: maybe they should have asked me before they actually made the move. And that maybe they would have saved themselves a lot of money and heartache when they would have heard me say, what the hell are you guys thinking? Why would you want to trade for Kyle Lowry? That's a stupid-ass move. And maybe they the don't make the move. Is, may, may, the have them call the me next time. Play. I I would have told them not to re-sign Whiteside either. God.
2: The number one playoff seed in the Eastern Conference last season, Big O, is who?
0: (sighs) Does it really matter?
2: It matters because Kyle Lowry, when he was playing well, helped the Heat get to the top of the Eastern Conference. He did. Then his play fell off. Look, you make moves to a degree in the moment also. So what you're saying is, you didn't like some of the moves they made in the moment. Okay, that's being proved right. That's, that's the beauty of, of, of looking at it as an afterthought. I understand that. On the other hand, you're saying they should jump all in now, just throw everything in there.
0: No, 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 no. It's too late now. No, well, no, I, I'm, I'm talking, no, t- no, 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 no. Listen, this is not coming from hindsight. None of this is coming from hindsight. I've been talking about this all for a while now that these are all a bunch of mistakes, and you just added a new one with the Deadman one. It was such a bad move that now you had to give away draft capital just to get rid of his ass. You gave Duncan a contract, and now instead of thinking you might be able to get a first-rounder for Duncan at the beginning of that deal. Now you've got to give away a first-rounder in order just to unload his ass. And then you look at all the other deals, the Kyle Lowry deal. I didn't want the, this Jimmy Butler extension. This, is, this was a terrible extension that they just gave him. And now they're going to have to put up with $160 million against the cap against a guy that is breaking down on you. You put together a team loaded with two-point shooters in a three-point shooting league. You know what I mean? It's like like a lot of you, oh, Bam's franchise, Bam's fr fran- I told all of you last year. He ain't no franchise until you can enforce your offensive will on people, you're not a franchise player. Guess what he did this year? Finally enforced his will. Now he's a legitimate franchise player. This is the guy you got to build around. Not Jimmy Butler. You got to know when to get off the gravy train. And and Pat has had this thing of hanging on too long to older players. My God, he's still holding on to Udonis Haslam at this point. It's You've got to stop doing this. You, you put yourself in a position when you hang on to these older players just too long. And that's the problem when you've got an owner that is only willing to pay the tax in specific situations and then puts your front office in another situation and they've got to work it where they don't have loose purse strings like some other teams may have looser purse strings. And then you've got a coach who is just absolutely freaking awesome and he makes a souffle out of any crap you give him i just think it's all discombobulated i don't think everybody's on the same page i don't think everybody has the same desire it's and you know here's the other thing i think we get a little blinded by the bubble run because it was a surprise run right and then last year you were one shot away from the finals and right. it's so deceiving because you're really not the kind of team that fits in today's NBA. And, and then this year, the same team, a year later, is now falling even more behind in today's NBA because now, in today's if you're NBA. If you
2: minimize all the good, then it's going to look bad. So if you're going to say, oh, it's just the bubble. Oh, they got lucky and got to the conference finals. I I think it's kind of deceiving. Yeah, I do. find me another team that has made the conference finals two of the last three years.
0: Find me another team that has Eric Spolstra, my brother. Find me another team that has Eric Spolstra. Listen listen to my argument. Listen to my argument. The the only person that excels in that group is not the Harrison family. It's not the front office the only person excelling on this franchise is eric freaking spolstra every day of the year and twice on sundays that guy is the gold standard
2: team made the conference finals no matter how two of the last three years big ol let me ask you this if the miami heat were to finish with the number four playoff season how would you quantify this regular season if if the miami heat if it was if it's boston one milwaukee two philly three and the heat four Those teams are really good championship-level contending teams. Yeah. If the Miami Heat were to finish with the number four seed, how would Orlando Alzagari of the Big O Show on the Accurate Pembroke Pines Report quantify this season?
0: Another solid season for the Miami Heat. They get to climb in the standings, luckily because the East got weak as some teams had to dump their stars. So that will allow them to climb. The
2: East. The East might have the three of the top four right. championship contention teams right, right now. Yeah, so exactly. the East is strong. Boston yeah. is strong. Milwaukee is strong. Philadelphia is strong. And then I put Phoenix in now because obviously what they got. Obviously, Brooklyn comes down a little. What I'm saying is in this whole instant reaction society, we're saying right now the Heat are having a terrible season when they could still wind up at home court. I don't know if it's going to happen. I have no guarantees. I do know this. The Heat are on a seven seven-game home winning streak have been trending in the right direction. Number two, we can call trades disasters all you want. I remember when Goran signed his contract for two years, people said that's ridiculous, he's older. They were able to use that in a trade, just a trade that didn't work out. Let's see what happens to the final year of the Lowry deal, if it can be put into play. Let's see if any time over these next three years, however it happens, the Duncan Robinson contract can be put into play. Uh, when Myers Leonard resigned, I think it was on with... Uh, Oh, yeah, Orlando Alzagari on one of his many stations, maybe at a soccer stadium somewhere. And we said there was a terrible signing. They wound up getting Trevor Ariza out of that at the trade deadline. Didn't work out great, but he was a positive addition at the time. I think you have to let another, another
0: play, old fart.
2: You have to let things play out closer to the end. The Jimmy Butler thing. And again, I feel like I, I feel like I'm almost like Sarah Huckabee on the Republican response here to the State of the Union. That, so when you, when you look at, the, at some of these other deals, like the Jimmy Butler deal were you willing to let jimmy butler walk at 30 years old and not give him the extension yes because okay and if you were that's fine if you weren't you were willing to change the whole culture back then i don't recall you putting it that way i recall you putting no it as, I, I, wouldn't the, the, I wouldn't assign the i
0: wouldn't have signed this extension that starts next year i wouldn't i got i would have written out this year and, and done actually and, it, start,
2: it started last year so it was from two years ago but my point being We all know that Jimmy Butler is a persnickety SOB, and when he's playing and not happy, he is the ultimate pain in the ass. So the Heat had to decide at that time, do you want to put up with Jimmy Butler on the last year of a deal? I saw how that played out in Chicago. I saw how that played out in Minnesota. I saw how that played out in Philadelphia. They were in a spot they had to make a decision. They wound up getting to another conference finals with Jimmy Butler, who honestly big o Even at his age, and I understand what you're saying. During the regular season, he's going to miss 15 to 20 games. He's already missed 15. I get that. Which, by
0: the way, hurts your standings.
2: Which I understand that. But in the playoffs, you know what? I don't think this is overstating. He's awesome. He is one of the league's top 10 playoff players. He's awesome. that's where you make your name as a team, which is why they had to give him that deal also. So far, again, Big O is like, like I feel like I'm on the accurate paper Pines Nostradamus report here. I don't know how Big O Jimmy Butler's contract's going to play out. But I do know this right now. Well,
0: what, don't you see many, it right now how it's playing out? It's too many yes, games missed.
2: Having a career year with every one of his metrics across the board and is among the NBA leaders in win shares. He has missed 15 games over the first half of the season. As a matter of fact, let's bring it back to the moment, Big O. The Miami Heat are playing a back-to-back tonight against the Houston Rockets. Terrible. At, at, at Miami-Dade Arena and then go to Orlando to play a very feisty Orlando Magic team. I'm curious if Jimmy plays both games. If he doesn't and instead load management is cited, then I will come back on the Acura Pembroke Pines report on Monday and issue a mea culpa. But if Jimmy Butler plays the majority or all of the games over the second half of the season, then I think it's a different story because then at winning time, he shows he's all in. So big away know oh, no,
0: it's I'm, I'm not worried about Jimmy the player. He's phenomenal. I just worry long term. You've already missed 15 games. I'm watching your body break down right before my eyes. The thing is, you're you you got such big cojones that you'll fight through a lot of shit because you're a tough dude. You're a right. super tough dude, but your body can only give so much and he has given everything. And that's the thing that you can tell that when it falls for Jimmy, it's gonna be like this. It'll be a cliff because the, 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 the power and the force and the emotion and the energy that he has to use to play his kind of game just does not fit as you get older and older, thinks, unless, unless think, you're Moses Malone that you weigh okay. three hundred pounds and you only jump two inches. But because you're an immovable object, you can get away in your final years and still, you know, be serviceable and all that kind of stuff. For I Jimmy, think, man, I
2: think that's one assumptive of, of his future, but maybe correctly assumptive. But two, there's also a trade possibility. Like you said, you've been championing the Heat's younger players. Build around Hero and Adebayo. Once he gets too old
0: and too broken down, they will not move him until it's an expiring deal. Come on, man. Let's
2: see if that's the case. What I'm saying is there are other pathways there. The Heat have used pathways similarly for greater good with some trades like that. And yes, you are correct. At a certain point, you just have to sell off and admit it but we don't know for sure how that's going to play out. And you want the Arisons and people spending money to live in the moment. So we started our accurate Pembroke Pines report with you saying it's all about the moment. Well, in this moment, Jimmy Butler is really freaking good. And if you watched him go to work in the third quarter of their home game, the other night, he was as good as anyone on that court and he willed them to a victory that Bam Adebayo carried them home. He still can do it at this moment. That's why these next two. Games yeah. He, really he also brought,
0: them. he also brought us Kyle Lowry.
2: Oh, you know what? I think Jimmy Butler's as bad a GM as LeBron James. I'll agree with that.
0: Uh, uh, Well, Jimmy Butler's as bad as Michael Jordan. Let's go with that.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying LeBron brought in Russell Westbrook at the cost of Kuzma, Montrell Harrell, uh, Contavious Caldwell, Pope players they could all use. That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. The Heat sold us on Kyle Lowry, and it's interesting because it's almost as if Jimmy is distancing himself a little from Kyle now because he realizes, one, Jimmy's a very good friend, to his friends, but Jimmy also wants to win, and it's that MFR part of it that all of a sudden, you know, when he told us about Kyle, well, whatever happens, he'll still be my guy. Not as there's no way I'm gonna let Pat. Yeah, Riley but Trenton. he
0: he ended it with he's not going anywhere because he knew because, that because he knew, Cause it's what, him, he cause knew it's because it's what because it's what I told you. Of- what well, once you're right. too old and too broken down, you're not worth trading for until you're expiring, and so, so next year is when Lowry will we, be. Acceptable it's because one, it's expiring.
2: Or whether it's next season's trading deadline, his story remains to be told. Duncan Robinson's salary contract story remains to be told. I agree with you that he took an L on Dwayne Dedman. Absolutely. I'm still unsure on the Depot contract. He's really cratered with his play. If he's not a player and they're on the hook for $9 million next season, that's going to be a problem also yeah. when they have to bring in someone like maybe even now like a Will Barton on the buyout market oh my God. to replace him. Some stories remain to be told, so we'll see.
0: All right, so, yeah, so this is all we got to look forward to. Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, John Wall, Kevin Love, Ricky Jackson, Reggie Jackson, I'm sorry, Patrick Beverly, Will Barton, Terrence Ross, Kelly Olenek, and, and uh, Westbrook. And h- how does the Westbrook thing make any sense? You know sense? what? Let's add I'm another guy that, that can't shoot threes. Yeah, that makes all sense. I'm
2: bypassing sense. that if the Miami Heat, in my view, if you're asking me, Ira, you have two spots open, how would you approach it? If the Miami Heat can add Will Barton and Dario Saric, if both are waived, Saric went from the Suns to the Thunder, who have no need for a 29-, 30-year-old player, I think the Heat will be a better team than they were before the trading deadline. Again, exhale, folks, patience. Will Barton can score. He can't score. That would help. Will Barton's,
0: is, will Barton's shooting like 39% from the field.
2: Will Barton's been phased out that he's playing just junk minutes. A year ago, he was a contributor to a solid Denver Nuggets team. I'm no. saying we're talking buy-up market. We're talking about a no, revival plan. Uh Dario Saric is a seven-foot stretch big man, which they could use if Yurtsevin doesn't come all the way back. If he can land Saric and land Barton, I think they will take a step forward. From what
0: about Kevin Love? What about Kevin Love? He can shoot state. threes. I
2: think Kevin Love stays in Cleveland for this reason. Okay. I think Kevin Love realizes he's in enough of a winning situation. He could mentor young players. His time might come back again. He might actually play ahead of Dean Wade. So again, he's a guy mentioned. But again, Big O. Until these players are waived, they're not available. We have to wait to see. Those are the speculative names. We know that that Utah's not keeping Russell Westbrook. We've already been told that the Magic are not keeping Patrick Beverley. It seems the same for Reggie Jackson and Charlotte. These next few days will show us who's actually available from the buyout market and why you don't rush to market until you get the full market. Remember, folks, the most important part of the equation is this. As long as any player who played in the league this year is waived by March 1st, he is eligible for another playoff roster. So really, the operative date is March 1. If you're waived by then, you can then join the Heat for their playoff run. The Heat have done this before. They got Joe Johnson, which really helped them in a playoff run within one win against the Raptors of going to the conference finals. They have done moves like this before that have paid off. Some that haven't paid off as much. There's still another part to this. The season did not end last night. Even though Orlando guards told you
0: that it did. No, I'm I'm not saying the season ended. I just know that they're not a championship caliber team and I know what they're trying and to they do before and July. I think I think they keep putting roadblocks in their way to become that just like they did with Kyle Lowry's deal 2 years ago which they should have been able they shouldn't listen to another player. They should try to go get who they think really can complement Jimmy their point, and yeah. But I
2: think they also realized the Bucs and the Celtics were just better and there was not a move they could have made less. Some or oh, yeah, no. a move yeah. they could have made Thursday to be better than those two teams. It's just like, it's like when Pat Riley was banging his yeah. head against the wall during the Michael Jordan years or when the entire Eastern Conference is banging their head against the wall during the LeBron years. Sometimes you have to realize your place also while still remaining competitive. Yeah. Never once for all the Victor Wembanyama talk have the Heat in any way said, Okay, washing our hands, we're going to go in that direction. That's yeah. who they are also. I just uh, I just
0: remember a heat team that was so freaking loaded and then said, "Yeah, we'll go add Brian Grant and Eddie Jones for fun." You know? You know, that, that I just, you know, these are things that I just remember that when, you know, you're like, holy crap, these people are adding Eddie Jones and Brian Grant and they're this loaded and all that. and I know they had uh, some issues with the uh, the, exactly. the kidney and, issue and, and, and all that no stuff. Offense, unfortunately. But
2: what did that team win again?
0: Well, they were in the Michael Jordan era. Okay, so there was an excuse why they couldn't win at all, just like the Knicks and the Pacers and the Cavs, who had pretty damn good teams in the, in the conference and during that stretch well, too, wait, and no, they had I'll nothing Gary. to show I'm gonna, for. I'm
2: going to sort of end it here on this today. Of the Miami Dolphins, the Florida Panthers, the Miami Marlins, Inter Miami, mm-hmm. our pro teams in town, and the Miami Heat, which team is most likely to go deeper in the playoffs? Always in their the Heat. Next round of the postseason. Always
0: the Heat. Always the Heat, but that doesn't take away from you've lost your fastball lately. Let's just talk about it. See, that's the problem that we have in this town. There aren't enough people that are willing to be honest and say, we know the Heat organization is by far better than everybody else, but guys, as of late, you've lost your fastball, you've made a shit ton of bad decisions here, and you've kind of been your own worst enemy at times, and you've got a great, great coach, you're not taking advantage of it. You're not giving him exactly what he needs to make a great meal. And you keep talking championship, but you're not handing him championship recipe. And so then you're not getting that end result and you're tying yourself down to this contract and to this bad move and that bad move. And you're counting on a on a often injured player Nola in Oladipo to keep you alive there. And then you're, and you're on an older player in Lowry who's done already at this point and while Jimmy Butler's fantastic you can only take that drug for so long because after that it does permanent damage but you want to keep taking the drug so now you extend it for several years and and you see what's happening he cannot play all the games anymore because of his style of play so how do you expect him to live up to that contract on the back end and i and you know and and then you're trying to appease him so you bring Kyle Lowry why cuz you don't want to piss him off that's not this organization dude that's not the organization wasn't so sensitive about worrying about pissing somebody else off you never wanted to piss off pat riley that's the way it should be all i'm saying is the heat is phenomenal we know their track record i just have to say you've lost your fastball lately that's all You've lost your fastball. You're not as sharp as you've been in the past, and yet you're still getting results because you got one of the best three coaches in the NBA and one of the best coaches of all time in Eric Spolstro, who can make anything out of something. And that guy's phenomenal. So he's the, only, and he's the only hes the only one that hasn't lost his fastball. And
2: Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg are still in the bullpen. I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna see how the season plays out. Oh. I'm gonna see how free agency plays out. And I do know this, like I said, you can complain all you want, but this is a team that always prioritizes playoffs, prioritizes trying to go as deep into a season as possible. Solid team. With, yeah. with what they think is the best way to do it. And I think that should not be lost in the sauce.
0: All right, what do you got going on in the Sunset Sentinel this weekend? I
2: went into depth on the buyout market, and again, I gave you my two choices just now on Will Barton and Dario Saric, but I think there could be help on the way. Again, the Heat have not been good in transactions. The Heat have not been good in contracts, but they've always been pretty good in recruiting. So now we'll see. When this is sort of like a mid-season free agency, all these buyout guys are out there, who can the Heat lure? I think that'll be interesting. So I think that's something we need to look at also.
0: By the way, the people writing or talking on television, radio, whatever, that the Heat should get like a Russell Westbrook, I don't think they're going to get a point guard because all you're gonna do is create even more problems with the whole Lowry situation. Do you agree with me?
2: No, I need to see where his knee stands. If if his knee is at a point Oh, now, okay, okay, but I'm saying
0: if his knee, if he's playing is yeah. what I'm saying. If, if they, he's
2: playing, that's fine. But if he's at Tim Hardaway State where all of a sudden Anthony Carter was playing in the playoff series, you know, for the Heat because they had to go in a different direction, then you have to recognize where you are. Gabe Vincent alone isn't enough. I don't want to force Tyler Hero on the ball when he's been so good as a scorer. So, yeah you got to, the, the medical reports on Kyle Lowry are going to go a long way to determine how the Heat might play out the rest of their roster this season.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Riley couldn't take uh, Timmy to the prom. I remember that. All right, follow him on Twitter at Ira IraHeatBeats. And, of course, subscribe to the South Florida Sunset. Ira, thank you as always, my friend. Appreciate you.
2: I'll be back to yell at you on Monday in another accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O.
0: I'll be here to take the scolding. All right, you be good. Have a great weekend. All righty, and we are here at Acura Pembroke Pines where they've got a fleet of certified pre-owned vehicles that I'm looking at. They've got all the new cars on the lot there, a great selection. So come on out here to 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines finest dealership in the business come see larry schlossberg and pat nasto tony stampone all the great people out here always getting it done at craig's Zinn's acura of pembroke pines there we go
2: Uh, you've been listening to the acura of pembroke pines miami heat and nba report with ira winderman when you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume acura sales dealership in the southeast united states you go to craig's in acura of pembroke pines at 15601 pines boulevard in pembroke pines
0: uh, big O, what Iris uh, trying to say is without being taken the wrong way, stop, taking, stop talking and being a spoiled fan. The Heat still manages to be competitive while still in a bad spot and has Coach and Riley. Uh, yeah, but what you're not understanding is it's not a matter of complaining to just complain, okay? They're in a bad spot because they continually have put themselves in a bad spot since the big three from drafting Shabazz Napier and Bob and Granger signings to then uh, moving on and, and hanging on to Whiteside, signing Deion Waiters when he needed ankle surgery and you knew he needed ankle surgery and giving Tyler Johnson that stupid contract and James Johnson, okay? And then this Ola Depot mess, you've been at it for years and he still can't hold up. It's a bad deal. You make the deal for Duncan Robinson. That doesn't work out. Then the Jimmy Butler uh, signing was fantastic for the first contract. Now, this back half now, this is not going to be a good contract, dude. He's breaking down, and then he brings you Lowry. And then the front office listens to him. And you saw the Deadman deal now. I mean, there, it's just, it, 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 there's so many mistakes being made as of late that your you're, you're own worst enemy And so you're killing your cap space with Oladipo's, with Lowry's, with Duncan. Just those three alone would open up a world of salary space for a real legitimate superstar that could help out Jimmy Butler win. And when they sign Jimmy Butler, okay, I said it from the get-go, this is only a good deal if you get a superstar next to him right away. Because if you keep hanging on, The body will break down. And sure enough, the body's breaking down. He can't play all the games. What do you think? It's going to get any better over the next three years where they owe him $160 million? A lot of you will then, you'll be on my side in another year or two when you see that he can't play more and he can't be the leader that he was. And so now it's going to be a $55 million hole next to Bam that can't help Bam now. So Bam enters his prime having to deal with another guy that can't help him as much. So Jimmy is going to become, what, a part-time player at that kind of money? You're paying him to be a superstar, and he won't be able to be your superstar anymore. I appreciate the hell out of Jimmy Butler and what he's done here and how he's performed and all of that, but I have to be honest. The front office has been its own worst enemy at times. And it makes commitments to players and they fall in love too quickly with some of their own that aren't really stars. And you've got to save your money for the stars, man. That's what this league is all about. I mean, that's how it used to be, right? Shaq and LeBron and Bosh and, you know, you go get stars. Let's go get a Ray Allen. Now you're getting a Dwayne Dedman? oh let's go wait for the buyout market yeah come on man you know it's like i said (laughs) go look at that the zoe timmy marley teams and then they go and add brian grant and eddie jones for the bench that's, that's the kind of heat team that i you know that's the kind of heat organization i remember not this one here that's Penny pinching and, oh, we don't want to go over the luxury. And I get it. This team is not good enough. But That's kind of because of the way you've been doing things in the front office and in ownership, that it's just not really jiving. I'm sorry, man. You know, I I know most people aren't willing to say the truth. I love the heat. The Arison family has been fantastic. Riley's a god. We all know that. But we got to be honest, as of late, the performance by them has not been up to par. They set a standard and they're not meeting it. The only guy that's making you think that you're meeting it a little bit is Spolstra. Because he's really damn good. Uh let's see. Just like me and True fin fan LOL he gets KO'd in the first round. I don't know what that means. Uh what else? Uh, okay, I guess there's a lot of rap talk here. Big O Riley needs to get uh James Jones from Phoenix to be the GM. He got he's got the fastball. Yeah. That uh actually might be a really good move. Did you agree with letting D. Wade leave to Chicago? I, I did not, I did not uh, have a problem with letting D. Wade go. I had the problem with giving Whiteside the contract. Again, I don't have a problem getting off the gravy train. You got to learn how to get off. The, so you're willing to get off the gravy train of Wade, but not Jimmy Butler? Before it falls off? You know what I'm saying? So that was my problem, if you followed the show then. it wasn't. I understood that Wade wanted a lot of money, but you have to then move on to the next star, whether you like it or not, but Whiteside? And then the, and then the, the, the Dion Waiters one, I also lost my mind because Riley knew he needed surgery, and yet he still signed him, which was just baffling to me. So there's been some stuff that has been un-Riley-like, I got to say. I don't believe, you know, some of the things that have gone on is very, Riley's going to listen to the player. Oh, yeah, let me bring in the guy you want. So wait a minute, you don't, you get rid of Mike Miller against the wishes of LeBron, but you bring in Kyle Lowry on the wishes of Butler? Why did you change your tune? Why did you become like that now? Why are you giving in to players? If you're going f- to get rid of Mike Miller, then go ahead and that's it. Do what you think is right, because that was right at that time. He was, he was falling apart completely. But you don't go drafting Shabazz Napier after that. And then in desperation, you add, you know, um, uh, McBob and, uh, and Granger. My God, Granger was all done and beat up at that point. Another old and injured player. There's been too much of that, man. I'm just saying, uh, for me, I, I, I think they need a wake-up call in the front office and the ownership group. You know? That's all. And maybe I'm the only one that's got the balls that's willing to say it. Okay? I'm not saying fire Riley, or I'm not saying mickey sell the team or anything like that i'm just saying you guys have lost your fastball you guys aren't doing a good job and you better you know wake up and stop committing to the wrong players and you better start committing to you know taking more chances spending some more money you're competing against teams that are willing to spend a lot more money than you Oh, do you think the NBA will ever shorten the season to something like 50, 60 games in a season? Seems like the superstars are missing 15 to 20 games a year. Um, They won't because they have to take a pay cut. But you can't have it both ways either. So something's got to give because you're going to start losing a bunch of season ticket holders. Season ticket holders are going to stop going. People are going to stop traveling to games because they don't know if their star is going to play. So... Oh, uh, to really get off topic, do you think Nicki Minaj employs the use of darkness retreats for writing her lyrics? It sure looks like she uses them to get dressed. <laughs> uh, Big O, do you see the baldy sports thug with Major League Baseball? You may have already talked about it. Sorry. Oh, the Bally sports thug. Uh, no, what what is that? Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, he says, do you see the Bally sports thug with Major League Baseball? You may have already talked about it. Sorry if you did. I did not because I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. You got me there, Brian. No idea what that is, doggy. Uh, Knight says, Big O, what people don't understand is uh unless you're built to win now you don't keep multiple top money players on the roster you can't build with no money exactly exactly josh says i missed the old heat yeah 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 i agree i don't think they're aggressive enough for uh, spo lately and they're not making good enough decisions around spo that's the sad part. I think Spo is. I think Spo is one of the best coaches we've ever had in this town. Behind what? Shula and Riley? Um, yeah. And let me tell you, Spo on the Heat side is challenging Riley's coaching on the Heat side overall. Not the overall record of Riley. He kills him after that because you have to add the Knicks and the Lakers. But as in Heat accomplishments and, you know, winning and all that. Suppose right there, dude. suppose awesome. Spo is absolutely fantastic. That's all. And again, it's nothing about making any changes or I don't want the Arison family to go anywhere whatsoever. I'm not asking for Riley to step down or nothing. I'm just saying, I'm being honest. I'm just being honest. They've lost their fastball lately. They're not, they're not sharp. They made a lot of really bad decisions that have kind of set them back. And, and Eric Spolstra is the ultimate eraser and he doesn't get enough. He doesn't get enough credit for what he does with what he's given. Put it that way. I don't think he's even appreciated in this town enough. Uh, I don't think he's appreciated in the, in the overall Heat culture enough for what he does. How about them apples? What you got for me?
1: All right, so on the Bally's thing, at least from what I'm being able to research, okay, it looks like about $1 billion of Major League Baseball's revenue is at risk if a cable television company fails to make payments for local broadcasting rights to 14 teams. The sport is preparing to take over those telecasts. Oh, MLB? Mm-hmm. So it looks like, and, and then those teams, of course, it's the Bally Sports <laughs> uh, with Sinclair. Um, so it'd be the... Diamondbacks, Braves, Reds, Guardians, Tigers, Royals, Angels, Marlins, Brewers, Twins, Cardinals, Padres, Rays, and Rangers. Oh
0: man! Oh well, you know, baseball, dude. They, they their attendance has been, has gone down eight straight years.
1: Guessing
0: that's. I don't know if you guys know this, baseball is going in only one direction, and that's the sewer. OK, I love baseball, but it's just not a sport that is, you know, in, in, in the youth, in the youth's culture anymore. And that's the sad part. Their their ba- their fan base is dying. They're not gaining fan base or anything. Their attendance has gone down eight straight years. OK, eight straight years. That's not good. So, yeah, baseball's got lots of problems. They still have their revenue coming in, and, you know, these, uh, these TV companies need, uh, need to fill space, so there'll be some money always for baseball. But eventually, it all takes a toll, and that sport is just unfortunately not one that uh, has a, a bright future.
1: I feel like the Marlins are going to do what Inter-Miami did that one year during the COVID Remember when they paid people and they put up the little fake people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the crowd during COVID, you could buy your seat? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Mar- What's your picture? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Might get better.
0: You might be. Might you get might...
1: better of better tenants
0: that way. You'll, you'll actually get more people to to sit behind the home plate instead of having all those empty seats. And then you've got to invite that idiot uh, to bring three chicks so they can kind of flash. And Marlin's you're going to get Mar- Marlins Man. Marlin's that's man. it. What happened to that clown? Is he still around? All right. Hour number two is next. Let's talk to Manny Navarro. Uh, There might be some stuff going on with the Canes. Woo! Drama. Soap opera. Let's get to it. Hour number two is next.